Raza. And this is Danuja. And this is Oh My Lit. And today we're talking about love, romance, <laughs> and everything nice. <laughs> That's right. This is our Valentine's special. Welcome mm-hmm. back to a brand new episode. And we are going to talk about a lot of romance books, our recommendations. And also about our worst and best dates ever. Yes. Rosa, do you have any plans for this Valentine's Day? Are you doing anything special? We used to... Okay, so Kins and I uh, are the kind of people that just like to celebrate. So Mm. (laughs) if we have an excuse, we will take it. And Valentine's (laughs) Day, like, yeah, we've we've taken it more than once. Um... I don't think that this year with the baby we'll be able to. We still haven't yeah. managed to get uh, dates together. I actually, this week, I went to the gym alone. And that's been my, the only thing that I've done that has been like extra apart from working and taking care of a baby. I felt so weird. <laughs> oh, this, well, the, this year you can celebrate it with Leo, like his first Valentine's. It's okay, we'll celebrate it at another point when he's a little bit older and we'll just like drop him in his ankles and be like, best of luck, to do. What about you? Are you? I don't make a big deal of Valentine's Day. I've celebrated it if mm-hmm. it's like if I've been in the mood. But I remember when I was in uni, I would just not care about it at all. I just thought it was a yeah. huge cliche. And then. But my ex-boyfriend, I like he was fine not celebrating or celebrating, but I realized later that he always did want to celebrate it. So oh. every Valentine's Day, I would like go home from uni and find somehow he's like managed to sneak in a chocolate bar or like a rose or something oh. like that. And then I would find it randomly when I was on my way home or in, at home. Uh, so that was really sweet. That's very sweet. My cousin is actually here taking care of baby while I'm at work. And she asked me if she could go home for Valentine's Day because she has to spend it with her partner. I thought it was so Aww. cute to have that kind of, yeah, excitement yeah. about it. My ideal Valentine's would be, um, I always thought about it because it, it feels like it has to be the perfect date. Uh, but for me, it would be like, have going for some games like mini golf or something oh my god we went for mini golf was that our valentine's day that was our valentine's day (laughs) even though it was in september (laughs) it was very fun we're very bad it was yeah we were really bad at it it was mini golf and we were just we were worse than the kids out there they were they were better or you know what take me to a books bookshop like take take me <laughs> i want to have a date in a bookshop like take me there and browse books with me and then in the end just buy everything that i pick up dear like, listeners perfect um i don't know if you've noticed tunnel answer for everything is just take me to the bookshop and let me get everything because on our christmas episode you said that the best thing that they can give you for christmas is let you go rogue in a bookshop on our yeah. interview uh, with Nadine and Kia, you said Same that if thing. you could have a cry, it would be to get into the bookshops at night. And now this, I'm just saying, you may have a problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm very well aware of it. But would it, I just want 
everyone else to buy me books or I wouldn't want to steal them. That's that's about it. That's okay. That's okay. Y- you do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> what was like your best Valentine's date? I think it was... I cannot remember if this was Valentine's or my birthday, but we will say that it was Valentine's. I think it was just after lockdown. Kins bought mm. me the most gorgeous dress. And we went out to this little Spanish restaurant that wasn't as nice, but we were like both dressed very beautifully and we were both like, we felt very young and very cute, like now looking at it from now. Um, And I have a gorgeous pictures and my boobs look splendid. (laughs) (laughs) And my hair was blue, that it was like my favorite color to have it. Yeah, I think that that was a very fun Valentine's. Well, and I was there with kids that I love him and all that stuff. But uh, great boobs, blue hair, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another good part of Valentine's is like the best reason to dress up sexy. Wait, not that we need a reason to dress up sexy, but it's no. it's just like a special feeling when you're like super well dressed out on a date night. Yes, yes, it's very fun. Yeah, and I I. I do miss date nights a lot because we used to do them quite a bit um and of course we haven't been able to go out for dinner or lunch alone in six months wow of course (laughs) it's what happens when you have a child um which is okay it's okay because like everything is okay and and there's a lot of love but i do feel a little bit like it's uh it's a pity not to have that romance only for a few months and only then for a bit longer it'll happen again yeah just yeah. a bit longer just a bit longer and then we will just drop kick our baby in my brother's house and just, <laughs> best of luck yeah <laughs> we're out radio silence <laughs> do not call me <laughs> <laughs> not that not like your brother has any valentine's plans <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? What was your favorite Valentine's? Um, I don't have a special one. I do remember going on like a really nice dinner, looking fab, like same fields where I was dressed amazingly. But I'm not sure if it was Valentine's. Like I said, <laughs> I didn't like, I never had like a big, um, and I love couples that do make a big deal out of it I love that I naturally didn't ever feel the enthusiasm like Mm. rise up Uh, maybe a couple of years here and there like yes we have to like I I want to do something special but otherwise not so much although I do remember this one guy and not even like my ex like like a friend from our group he we we were once discussing Valentine's plans Mm. and he he was so sweet. He just sort of said it to the group and we've never heard him be so vulnerable. He said, I would like to receive flowers this Valentine's. And I was just like, it's so... Because oh. boys never receive flowers. It's always yeah. the girls. And and we never consider that boys would want... And I remember that day so clearly because I was just like... I don't care if like he had like he had his girlfriend and she obviously did gift him flowers that year. But I was like, I'm also gonna gift him flowers just like as friends. You know, you have like different colors assigned. Yeah, you have that here in UK. Okay, 
Yeah. Because there's like yellow for friendship. Yes. Red for love. Purple was something I remember. White was like, white was, oh, oh, I've forgotten. I've just remember yellow and red now. But I, I, so I gifted him yellow flowers. And even now I feel like, yeah, maybe I will start that again where I gift men in my life some flowers. I do give Kins flowers every now. Well, I've I've done it several times. He also does it for me because he knows that I love having fresh flowers in the house. And I did it also for my friend's birthday because I thought the same thing as you. Like no one gives flowers to boys. And my friend was just so grateful. I remember him like with a big bouquet being like, oh my God, this is the first time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think it's cute and I think it's nice to take care of each other. Yes. Hmm. What are you reading? Are you reading any love books? Um, not yet, but I am about to get from the library. Uh, you had me at Ola by Alexis Daria. And I am so excited about mm. it because it is it is a book that Alexis didn't know. It's okay. I will tell her. She was writing it for me because it has <laughs> everything that I want in my life. So it's a rom-com, uh, but based in a telenovela. Um, I've never been the kind of person that watches telenovelas, but then Jane the Virgin came into Netflix and I was like, oh yes, this is, this is it. I think it's just so funny. All the telenovela archetypes are so much fun and how whenever there's a telenovela in the TV, like you immediately get hooked up. You're like, oh my God, this is so stupid. Yeah. And who is she? What's she doing? (gasps) No me digas. And immediately like, you're like... (laughs) inside of the narrative you're hooked. you're hooked so the hook for this book is leading ladies don't need a man to be happy i'm very excited to get into it and have all that telenovela feel yeah i feel like those characters are gonna be like max drama yeah <laughs> honestly indian tv shows are the same there's just like a lot of like sound effects and everything is super yes. dramatic and like they they'll just show like a villain and it's all like in family. So there's a villain in the family. There's like a sneaky person in the family. There's the love couple, like the stars of the show. Then there's all these old people who are also evil. Oh, God. And they go on for so long. Yeah. But yeah. having telenovela character, uh, characters in a book would be amazing. I didn't. That will be so much fun. Um, Now that you're talking about uh, Bollywood, I'm, I'm just thinking about the Nigerian kind of telenovelas, the Nigerian series. I discovered oh them from kids and they have the exact yeah. same thing of like dramatic sound effects suddenly yeah. there's a gun <laughs> i know and you know when when like a when an important character enters the scene <laughs> we show the character's face like three times to-dum, yeah. to-dum, to-dum. <laughs> that's so that is so like typical of indian drama shows that's so funny right like all these love stories always have either in telenovelas, all the love stories always have family members that are against it. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I've seen in Indian TV shows as well. It's the same story told a thousand times from a thousand different places. And I think it's great. So I think Indian TV shows, what they'll do is they'll, if there's any love story, right, they will pick that up and they'll blow it out of proportion. They did like a Twilight adapted TV show, no. but with Indian people. No. <laughs> I don't think the Indian actors looked vampires at all. They just looked like they had like a deficiency in vitamin D. <laughs> Hello, Google. Show me babies. <laughs> okay. 
I'm yeah. gonna recommend my all-time favorite romance book. It's also sci-fi. And I don't know if I've spoken about this before. I feel like by this point I've spoken about this book a lot. But it is a romantic, it's a novella and it is a love story. But it's a time-traveling mm-hmm. love story. And it's also queer. And there are these two characters. They both belong to different factions, like rival factions. And so these two basically agents are trying to fight agents from the different faction Mm -hmm. in different periods and pockets of time because they're time traveling. So they have to attack or defend in different time periods and different, different places and different situations. And two of the best agents from the warring factions end up writing a note to each other. Like, I'm here, I've undone your work, I'm ahead of you, you're a worthy opponent, blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. and slowly, these letters become love letters. They start falling in love. They, like, develop a friendship, but they're still fighting with each other. But they leave the letters for each other in different, like, in different eras and times where they've traveled. It's crazy, and it's written by two authors, actually. So one author takes on the persona of one agent or that's what I imagine so it's by Amal El Motar and Max Gladstone it's such a beautiful book yeah it's an award winner it's been shortlisted for so many awards and it won the Hugo and Nebula awards everybody who's read this book that I've spoken to has loved this book Hmm, it is it's I I think you were the one who recommended it to me and I yeah. grew obsessed with it. I love also how the letters are set in different places, like the seed of a tree and then the letter is the leaf. It's yeah. so poetical. Oh, God. It's explained so beautifully. Like, I get exactly what he's trying to say, but it's also really imaginative. Oh, it's such a beautiful book. God, I love that book. And it has that thing of um, immortal love stories, I feel. It's also like, the Romeo Juliet, our families or our communities hate each other kind of vibes. Enemies to lovers. What is your favorite like tropey trope of romance? I love enemies to lovers, but I also love where, but not like the whole, I, I kind of lose interest once they become lovers. I prefer that not to happen because you know, when, when the they're tension. like enemies, but they're like the, the tension, it's the tension. It's always going to be for the tension. So if I read a book in which they become lovers, like pretty soon, I kind of lose interest in that. Like I'm just like turned off. But if the whole book is just like that tension, that's amazing. That's the yeah that's the meat that is very fun for tropey tropes i think i prefer fake dating fake dating is also good in honey and spice they were fake dating and then they started really dating because it's impossible to fake date someone as fabulous and then not fall in love yeah yeah yeah. exactly yeah 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 exact vibes oh i love that I'm totally done with like best friends to lovers. Like I think that's the most. I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, it's cute, but I like, I need more tension. I don't think that is, there's nervousness, but there's not a lot of tension. Oh, since you said best friends to lovers, I'll recommend my next book. It's Last Night at the Telegraph Club by mm-hmm. Matilda Lowe. And it's the cutest historical fiction romance book about two young girls being lesbians in the 50s in San Francisco in Chinatown. 
it's incredible because it's during the Red Scare paranoia. There's a lot of racism towards one of the main characters. Uh, well, she's at the same time trying to discover that she's a lesbian. Well, she's at the same time trying to be respectful to her family and like obey her parents' wishes. And these two girls go at night to the Telegraph Club. The Telegraph Club is a lesbian bar in San Francisco. And they discover their sexuality together. It's so nice. And it it just has that feel of it gets better, you know? I know we still have a long way to go with LGBTQIA plus rights everywhere. But it does give you that little hope and that little feeling of, yeah, okay, okay. We can at least go to a lesbian bar and and not be afraid that it's going to be raided by cops here in the UK. Yeah. In other places, we still have to fear. But it's it's very cute, and it won the National Book Award for Young Adult Literature, the Asian Pacific American Award for Youth Literature, and the Stonewall Book Award for Young Adult. Wow. It's a very cute book, and everyone should read it, because it will make you very happy. That is the story of a lot of, like, POC people who come Mm -hmm. out to their parents and then they have to deal with not only coming to terms with their own identity but also parents expectations and yes. especially if their parents are like super traditional or conservative mm-hmm. and then in the midst of that you find the person that you might want to spend some time with and there's an added sort of thing to worry about mm-hmm. but I love that it's set it's did you say it was 1950s 1952 yeah and there's also a thing that drives me insane that there's the um, fetishization of the main one of the main characters. Like some people call her China doll during the oh, book. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, because it's not like brought to the main plane of the book, but it's always like underlying. Like she's extremely uncomfortable and saying, "Like, can you not?" And everyone is like, oh, China doll, China doll. So even in her queer community, she still has that layer of racism against her. It's a very beautiful book. It's beautifully written. This sounds like a very nuanced, layered book. It is. It is. I really liked it. (laughs) Oh, I would read that. Also, like the fetishization of like some communities it still (laughs) happens yeah and it's still very so much prevalent i see that all the time and i don't even think people realize they're doing it but it does yeah it does happen okay my next one is sorry bro by talin Voskuni. this is a cute book it has a lovely cute cover she's american and we got a proof copy from the publishers thank you and in their own words it's called a bisexual version of my big fat greek wedding which i love i loved watching my big fat greek wedding i think it was one of my favorite movies when i was like a teen yeah it was a fun so i was really excited for this book and it's basically about this girl who in the very first chapter, so it's not a spoiler, um, <laughs> ends up breaking with her long-term boyfriend. Um, he ends up proposing to her in a bar and she just, she's like super suffocated. She she just doesn't uh, think this is a good place to like propose to yeah. her. And they just have different ideas about what's romance. And it's shown really nicely and very quickly the author is sort of established on why their relationship would never work. 
but the girl is realizing that as we read and they end up breaking up and he ends up going away for for some months for work and then when she has time to like think about why she said no to him why she broke up she is sort of spending time with her family and she's from an Armenian heritage and she starts learning more about her heritage and in one of the family events she ends up meeting Erebuni who's also Armenian and from the same background but through her she ends up discovering a lot about her culture about her family and also she ends up falling in love with Erebuni yeah, it was a very fun read. Um, I We were very grateful to get a, a proof copy. Also, I absolutely adore anything with bisexual representation. Yeah. And I felt very much connected to the main character the moment that she was like, oh, no, are you really proposing to me in a place full of people? Yeah. How dare I, you? I th- yeah, you see that yeah. happening because she's like, it's not even, it's just a, pub or like a bar they frequent and it's all these noisy yeah. people like from finance and tech who are like getting drunk there and he just like proposes her in the middle of all that how uncomfortable like my skin itches <laughs> just to think about that you know did i ever tell you how kids proposed no. to me how did he no so i was wearing this pajamas <laughs> <Your onesie. laughs> For, my, for the listeners, I'm wearing my pink onesie with cheetah print. Um, fancy. Um, <laughs> and we got Chinese from our favorite place in Tottenham. And I was folding the, the clothes while he was prepping the table. And he came and was like, will you marry me at some point? And I was like, we're already having a baby together. I don't think you're going to get rid of me. <laughs> but okay. And, yeah. Oh, that is so cute. Very romantic. <laughs> wow it was That's very so nice. cute i'm i'm the complete opposite like i i want i'm so fake okay i've thought about this if i'm gonna get proposed <laughs> i want like uh it should look like I, I want to be surprised i shouldn't be expecting it first of all no. i want it to be in a good background like a scenic location <laughs> and i want the guy to like hire a secret like a photographer in hiding so I don't know the photographer is there, uh, but the photographer is oh there God, and they know. take <laughs> candid pictures of us. I just want the memory to be saved, but I don't want to like spoil the memory by being the one who photographs everything, which I end up doing anyway. So I want a secret photographer and who should take the picture. And I also look at this. Okay. High expectations. I want to be surprised, but like also make sure that I'm dressed like to the T I'm looking amazing but I want to be surprised so I don't know how that'll go down like I'm sure if I'm getting dressed up for something I want to know what I'm getting dressed up for right but (laughs) so it's it's a tall ask I'm I'm exhausted just thinking about it I'm tired it would take so much planning but yeah that would be my ideal proposal I'll pass thank you I know that's why you're not gonna marry me (laughs) <laughs> okay are you saying that i couldn't get you okay i'm, I'm upset, I'm I, d- upset I, doubt, I doubt you would <laughs> um i'm upset <laughs> i'm really excited for this year actually because two of my friends are getting married 
And oh, that's fun. so there is a wedding this year that I'm going to attend. It's been a while since I've attended weddings. So I'm so excited. Um, and it's Sophie and Kate and they're gonna, we have gonna have a bachelorette party and they're gonna get married in York. And I can't like, that's what I'm looking forward to. And it's going to be hmm. so cute. They had they had a really nice proposal. They put up a video of it on on like my feed. It came through, but it was so cute. They like gift like they like had rings for each other, and there were like fireworks around them. Okay, <laughs> not for me. I don't think I've ever cried in a wedding. To be honest, me neither. But I think with them, it's it's really special the way they met each other. I mean all love is special but I feel like because I've witnessed them from not knowing each other then knowing each other and then she like my friend leaves London and moves in with her and they just like build a whole new life I was like wow this is completely like an adventurous relationship Hmm. that's very lovely you went to a wedding you went to a couple of weddings last year didn't you no just one just yeah yeah it was fun it was great my friends Matt and Michael got married. It was so much fun because they had like a Star Wars theme to their clothing. <gasps> oh my god, I love that. They're the biggest nerds and I adore them. Every single detail of their wedding was so planned and so beautiful. And she's a, a graphic designer. So everything was just like gorgeous. I'm telling you. Oh god. Also, I love them and there's there's no one more like beautiful and that deserves more happiness than them hey what do you think about black wedding dress oh I'm, i would be so into it do you think i'm gonna wear white for my wedding dress who, who are you who am i trying to lie to who am I try- <laughs> who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna believe that i saw well the first one i saw was like not the first one but like the one i saw was on selling sunset when um she gets married in a black and the whole theme is like black and red uh but then after that i started seeing a lot of weddings on tiktok where the girl's wearing a black wedding dress and honestly it looks amazing and i can picture you in a black wedding dress it'd be so punk yeah i think it would suit the hell out of me Mm. i i don't think kins would be so into it but (laughs) it's okay it's okay it doesn't matter it's not it's not like it's his day But do you know we're not going to do anything like, uh, yeah. you know how we are. Like yeah. I wanted to do a picnic. No, I think whatever you do, it's still going to be cute. It's going to be like your style. Yeah. I'm now looking at black wedding dresses. Please save me. <laughs> okay. Let's switch gears. <laughs> now that we're talking about the wedding, about marriage, I read An American Marriage and I am still emotionally recovering. Ah, man. I think I have that book, but I never started reading it. It is a top book. Um, I I really, really loved it, but you have to be in the in the right emotional space. Um, does it break your heart? It does break your heart. It talks about race, loyalty, and love. And it's about this loving couple. I, I don't think I'm going to be spoiling this for anyone because it's very much at the beginning Roy gets sent to prison for 12 years for a crime he says he didn't commit and they spend those 12 years like sending letters to each other and you can see how the relationship changes it's very heartbreaking it's a very very difficult novel to read because you can see 
how hope is always present and at the same time always diminishing yes. in these kind of situations. Yeah. I think it's a novel that is worth like going through, but I do would like to to tell like the listeners and anyone that wants to read it, like be sure that you're in the right mental space for this because it can be a bit challenging and it can be a little bit it can be a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I've been in the space where I'm kind of avoiding everything that is like heart wrenching or super emotional. Mm-hmm. I've like not watched movies like that or read books like that. I, I probably because it's winter time. I think I always do this during winter. I yeah, we are towards like fun stuff or like adventurous stuff. But um, I want to get into that space again. I feel like as much as like heart wrenching it is, and I shy away from it, having a good cry over a book, nothing like it. Mm-hmm. You know, like nothing yeah. like crying after you shut the book, and it's beautiful and it's poetic, and your heart is in a me- million pieces. Like I'm kind of I'm getting there. I'm ready for it. I might just pick this book up. I would really recommend this book, and I would always tell you like, the thing that you have to get out of this book is that love changes but never ends, which I think it's. <laughs> very beautiful beautiful. i love the idea of love like it just comes like if you watch movies and books it's just so many different ways the power of love is like sort of explained and suggested and shown with human beings or like everyday life but i love it when they show it in sci-fi movies where literally love like the power of love is attracting me to this random galaxy and i don't know if there's any life on it at all Oh my God. Um, it. I don't know if you've ever seen. Okay, you're talking about science fiction. This is science fiction, but it's cartoons. Um, yeah. But I don't know if you've ever watched Steven Universe by Rebecca Sugar. Sorry, which? Steven Universe. No. Okay. What so is it about? it's the it's the cutest thing ever. It's uh, Steven Universe is a show about like uh, this little town that has some aliens invading it. Well, not invading it, living there. Um, and a little boy lives with the aliens because he's half alien, half human. Um, but the aliens can fuse together out of love. And it's just... I'll send you clips. Aww. It's the most beautiful thing I need ever. to check that out. I love, I love stuff like that. <laughs> Steven Universe runs through my veins. I am dying for Leo to be old enough to be able to like show it to him and what to do yeah. there and cry. <laughs> well, I'll cry. He will be okay, I'm sure. That's really cute, right? Because he's going to watch everything for the first time and read everything for the first time and you, you will almost like get to imagine that feeling again, what it is like to watch it for the first time and feel that excitement. I'm dying to show him like everything that I love. Like, <laughs> I don't know, the Studio Ghibli movie is everything. Just oh like, my god! Do you adore it? But if he doesn't love it, I will die. You know what, Rosa? That reminds me that um, they're showing Studio Ghibli movies and uh, at IMAX. Yeah, I haven't gone to the cinema in six months, honey. <laughs> I really want to see a movie in IMAX just for the experience. And I feel like Studio Ghibli movies would be the perfect sort of... Okay, I will uh, talk about my next recommendation. Similar to yours, it's also about marriage. But this story, right? This story really grabbed on to me because 
I feel like being Indian, but also like Indian movies show this story a lot in different ways. It could be comedy, mm-hmm. it could be drama, but it's basically of two people falling in love and then going to towards the next step of getting married. But it it's when they're planning to get married, they realize what different families they come from and how just how different their cultures are. And it's the families who also need to like fall in love with each other at the same time as mm-hmm. the couple does. So Love Marriage by Monica Ali and it's it's really good. Um, I think it was shortlisted or was it like a... No, it was Sunday Times bestseller. It was all over my feed for many days. So I had to pick it up. It's a huge book, by the way. Um, but it is great. It's worth it. Basically, Yasmin, she is beginning her career in medicine, falls in love with fellow Dr. Joe, and they're from obviously different backgrounds and different cultures. And Joe's family has a completely different vibe than her family. Joe's mother is like super feminist, empowering woman. And mm-hmm. Yasmin's family is slightly conservative. Um completely different backgrounds and now that they're going through with this love marriage it's time for their families to meet and get along but that's not exactly how it goes down and the story is basically about how Yasmin and Joe navigate the and face the fact that their families are completely different and they also are different people just because in they're in love, their cultures still have to clash or blend in with each other. And it's up to them on how mm-hmm. they navigate these complications from outside and still keep their love strong. As much mm-hmm. as a book, it is about love story. It's also like getting to know yourself and where you come from and what you are about. But it's it's really cute. At times, heartbreaking. That sounds so lovely. Yeah, and it sounds like it's also going to be a tough read at moments i would say it's drama it's drama that's what i would say mm-hmm. but that is so i've read so many of these stories and there was like a movie called two states which is i remember that i re- i was reminded of that movie a lot when i was reading this book because although both the girl and the guy are indian in the movie they're from different states so different places <laughs> in india which is also still the same thing where their families are completely stereotypically different. They speak different mother tongues. They they eat different foods. And these two people mm-hmm. have to now like combine their families and try to get everybody to get along with each other. I think that Pooh, um, because we've been talking about very serious books, very beautiful books, but we've forgotten to talk about something very important about Roman's books that is spicy. Oh yeah, spiciness level. Some smut, smut, smut alert, smut alert. <laughs> so I wanted to recommend. This is not super smutty, honestly. Okay, but I did wanted to recommend like something a little bit more spicy, just because like I I do love a little bit of spice in my life, you know. I do love a little bit of. Why not? And I feel like smut romance is having such a renewal. There's some good, yeah. there's some good smutty books out there. Yeah, so I'm gonna recommend a tiny novella. Uh, this is in a series called Reluctant Royals. You don't mm. have to read the whole, whole series; like you can just okay. read the novellas itself. Um, this is called Once Ghosted, Twice Shy, and it's a lesbian, really like fun, sexy novella 
about two girls that had their own love affair after swiping right on a dating app, but the romance ended poorly. <gasps> and now they just found themselves again. And it's like, oh, wow. will they one day, while remembering the romance? And it's very cute. And just the, the right amount of cheeky. Wow. Oh, that sounds exciting. I would love to read a book where people, like, I love that, where people meet under different circumstances once and then like three years down the line or like in a completely different setting or country they meet again in completely different circumstances yeah. and that's when the magic happens i love when that happens aren't you describing a movie i feel like this is a movie there are so many movies like that and there are so many books like okay. that but that is one of my i feel like that's a good trope is whenever um whenever they like go somewhere else and then fall in or like they meet after five years later that's also nice that's a movie for sure <laughs> there are so many movies like that <laughs> well Tano um, I thought that to finish our episode we could talk about our worst dates ever wow worst dates I think huh? this this will end it with a bang you know <sighs> I want to end it on love and you're asking me to recall worst dates. Okay. Do yes. you have one? I'm going to have to think about this. So I have one. I, this is what, when I was using Tinder um, <laughs> long, long time ago. Yeah. I had a horrifying date that I thought was going very well and then ended up in me being a little bit scared. Oh no. Those are the worst. It's okay. Because you know, Tinder dates are like, oh, I don't know this person, so I don't know how it's going to go. So I went to a, a bar near to my house because I wanted to be able to, yeah, you know, be close in case you, you need to escape. Living as a woman is very fun, dear listeners. <laughs> so I wanted to be in a place where people recognize me. And God, it's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> so if something happens, I know that I will have people on my side. And I, I was in a date with this guy who seemed very lovely. We had a lovely chat, but you know, when there's no spark, there's no spark. Yeah. So there was absolutely no spark. And I told him like, hey, I had a blast. It was super fun. Wouldn't like to date you, but if you would like to go for a coffee and hang, like I honestly had a blast. And like, I think that we have very similar like way of thinking and interests. And he was like, oh, pity. I did really like you, but it's okay. I was like, mm. oh, chill. Uh, okay. We sounds, will find another day. Sounds fine so far. <laughs> so far, work it so far. So then he decided to. He was like, "Oh, I'll I'll walk you home." And I was like, "Yeah, we're chill. You'll walk me home." Um, and when we were getting closer to my home, he tried to kiss me. I was like, uh... "Um, I think you misunderstood what I said. I said I'm not interested." And he was like, "Oh yeah, my bad. I had to shoot my shot." And I was like, mm-hmm, "I don't feel comfortable with this, but." Okay, we were already like just around the corner of my house. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna pop to my house and that's it. And when I was like trying to get into my house, he like just pushed me under the, uh, <gasps> against the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Against the door? Yeah, and tried to kiss me again. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Are we gonna have a fight? Thankfully, I am um, a little chihuahua. Yeah. Uh, so even though like everyone is bigger than I am because it's not difficult, uh, I have the worst temper in the world. So I started 
literally like screaming at him like what the fuck do you think you're doing do you want to have a fight and I started like being very intimidating although I am a tiny chihuahua um, <laughs> no I can totally imagine you kicking someone's ass like I can I would be scared <laughs> if you were to fly in a temper definitely can imagine that guy like oh my god I've messed with the wrong woman I can like imagine his face <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he got he got intimidated, thankfully, and he left maybe. But I kept on thinking, like when I was leaving my house for the next month, I kept on thinking, like this man knows where I live, and he clearly doesn't want to know what no means. Uh, and yeah. I was very uncomfortable. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> being a woman is fun. Oh God! And now I shaved my head, and people leave me alone way more. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I haven't had like unsafe dates. So that definitely sounds like the worst one to me. But I did have a date who was, I don't know, weirdly obsessed with my phone on the first date. What? Yeah, like anytime a message would pop up, he would try to check the phone. Like, like I could oh, see it, like if my phone's on the table. Yeah, and... I remember my friend had messaged, like, asking me, a guy friend had messaged, like, how's it going? Do you need me to come over? Like, a joke thing. Like, hey, text me. You know, just my friend checking up on me. And the guy, like, read the preview. So he read, like, half of that message and flew off the handle. And I was like, okay, this is done. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I I don't like it. I got to (laughs) go. I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. I feel like these are like worst dates because they are uncomfortable and unsafe. Um but yeah. just a bad date was, you know, like literally like nothing wrong, it was just bad was this guy who came up stinking like he just stank and mm. came to like a restaurant and I felt so embarrassed being around that I made like a quick exit. Like I would just went like Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have an f- important phone call to attend, and I I just kind of left. <laughs> it was really bad. It was just like people were staring and stuff, kind of bad. Like I don't know where he had come from, oh, or like God. how many days he was on the road or something like that. I have no idea. But it was really, it was really bad. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. I mean, we've all have like bad dates that are just bad, like yeah. because the other person is just not interested in talking to you. They just want to talk about themselves um or yeah i have to say i do not miss dating i you know what you know you might be you might be very like relieved of that aspect because all my friends who are dating as of now and like especially through apps they say the same thing like they hate dating as much as fun it is Mm -hmm. to like go out and meet someone new it just doesn't go anywhere i've heard it from a lot of friends by now no well let's say four or five people at least and not just women by the way men as well like I'm going on dates but it doesn't go anywhere doesn't lead to anything genuine and it's just like texting for a few days and it just fizzles out and I don't know what it is about that but I'm like oh god that's gonna get exhausting and tiring at some point even then online online like maybe influencers or like just my friend who's gonna get married she found her partner on an app so that worked out clearly you know i met kins on on tinder right really 
Okay, it worked out yeah. for you. Okay, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I did not yeah. know that at all. Kins and I met on Tinder when he was traveling. Uh... <laughs> okay, I'm going to finish the episode with this. <laughs> he was traveling to Barcelona uh, just as a tourist, and I was living there, and I just didn't want anything serious, so I was only looking for tourists. And then we met and we spent one night together and I kicked him out of my house the next morning because I had to finish my my master's dissertation. <gasps> and yeah. And then I texted him being like, hey, I'm not rude. I'm just extremely stressed. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Good. And he sent me a text saying like, hey, if I come back to Barcelona and you finish your master's dissertation, like, would you like to meet a little bit more? And I was like, he's not going to come back. It's okay. He's not going to come back. Yeah, sure, babes. He came back the next week and he kept on coming back. See, this is the this is exactly the story I'm talking about. You guys meet and then you have no hopes of seeing each other again and you meet again. That's exactly the kind of loves. Oh, wow. Well, you know what to do, Rosa. You should write a book now about that. Then I will read it. Over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> This has been amazing. Yeah, I so do fun. want more uh, smart romance recommendations. So if anyone's listening yes. to this episode, I hope you are. Please send us some recommendations by authors of color. The dirtier, the better. That are very smutty, very naughty. I would love that. Pretty please and thank you. And I hope you have a lovely St. Valentine's weekend. <laughs> It's not, it's Valentine's is on a weekday. So I kind of feel for everyone who is working is going to be busy and may want to uh, celebrate it on the weekend earlier. Tell us what your date is. Tell us if you have anything special planned or just tell us if you're going to be reading some romance books, especially on Valentine's Day. And tell us you love us, please. <laughs> please and thank you. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We'll catch you at the next episode. And as always, uh, please subscribe, like, uh, send us DMs. If you want to send smarty DMs, I am open. I don't know if Tano is into <laughs> We'll, we'll let, let Rosa handle that. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Doodles. <laughs>